Now, the human mind steps aside, giving way to new realms and reality alternatives. Welcome to the Alt Series. Welcome to the Alt Series. We're glad that you're here, ready and waiting for Alt number two. And while we're doing that, I think you can feel that Jeffrey Hoppy is here. He's breathing in the energies, getting ready for us. So appropriately, let's all of us also begin with that good, deep, conscious breath, that breath of flowing. Take the good, deep breath, breathing the I am here, I exist. Let it flow. Let it flow. It's the air, the energies. It's all just yours. Take that good deep breath, feeling into the heart of you. Breathing, allowing. Take the good deep breath. Let any distractions that are around you, just, just let them go and be here. Be in presence. Take the good deep breath. Continue that good deep breath, inviting Adamus in for you. Invite him in. He's here for each of us. Breathe for you. Breathe. I am that I am. Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Ah, welcome here to Shout 2 of the Alt Series. Delight to be here with each and every one of you. We have quite a lineup for today. Quite a lineup. Uh, first of all, dear Linda Avisa, are you ready? Yes. Good. I see they have the writing board out for you. That means trouble. Or oh that boy. means you're going to be busy today writing away on the board. We have a lot to discuss. So can you feel, uh, as the music was playing, could you feel all the energies of Chambre gathering? Even before the music. Even before the music, but particularly during the music. Uh, that's when we do this kind of final gathering uh, and getting ready for what we're going to be doing here, getting ready for this amazing shout and so much flurry of activity going on. Uh, we've got Kathumi here with us today. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you sound so <laughs> relieved that well, Kathumi's been showing up more and more lately because, um, well, there's a lot to do. And as an ascended of a master as I am, and as a master of ascended being that I am, there's a lot to, there's a lot going on with Shambra. I, I need the helping hand. And uh, we're keeping Kathumi very busy mm. walking uh, with you. Uh, he likes to take you out for walks. I, I like to sit, sit you down and have a little discussion, but Kathumi likes taking you out for a walk. So he's been busy with Shambra because there is so much going on right now, more than more in Chamberland than ever before, but also more in the world than ever before. Right. So we have Kathumi here. We have some of the members of the Crimson Council here because they're watching closely, taking a look at what's happening between now and this. It, there's almost not a human word for it. It's beyond historic or epic. Those words seem small in comparison to the event of Heaven's Cross. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, dear Gail Newby, if you can spell that out like that. that. Gail does such an incredible job. She's amazing. Uh, behind the scenes. 
I work with her when uh, she gets the, the files, the audio files from our shouts uh, within hours after we do the recordings. And she sits up late, uh, her time doing it. I sit right beside her uh, and we, I'm channeling with her as she's typing. She adds so much energy even into the text. So, dear Gail Newby, thank you so much for what you do. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, in in every respect, um, you seem to have a little <clears throat> constipation or anxiety. Which one is it today? Definitely anxiety. Anxiety with it, yeah. Because uh, yeah. a lot going on. There is a lot going mm-hmm. on, and and what there's already things we know, and there's things we don't even know we can feel. Yeah, and it's four and a half months away, give or take, four and a half months away to this event that uh, you and Calder just talked about. We've talked about in the uh, the Merlin event recently. It's it's big. It's it's kind of um, the fulfillment of a, of a long, long dream, and it's it means so many things. Uh, in a way, it means an opening to the easier access of the Christos, uh, Christ consciousness, the crystal consciousness, um, and it's one of those days where we know about, but. I'll talk about it more in just a moment, but that we know about, but the rest of the planet's going to go about their everyday work. But before I dive into Heaven's Cross, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the Chambra, who've been crossing over, mm-hmm. uh, crossing over to our side, back to their natural state. There's been quite a few of them lately, and I know some of you have, have asked about it. A recent one, a dear friend of uh, Linda and Calder's, uh, Kathy Brody from Australia, and there have been many others as well. And I know a lot of Shamba raise an eyebrow about it. Why, why are they leaving? Right now, especially. Well, they're leaving for a lot of reasons. Uh, they, they just get to the point where they say, no more. They're done fighting the battle with a physical body, uh, or they're just done. They've, you know, dear Kathy actually had been ill for a while, but she came to a point of releasing, which was not easy for her to do. Uh, she liked to fret about things uh, and manage things and did it very well. But they got a point in her own illness that she had to just totally let go. Uh, there wasn't any fight left. There was nothing left to battle. Now, you can almost say that the whole thing with the illness uh, was part of her journey. In other words, it was the one thing that would get her to let go, to release, and, and to allow her realization, which she did. Uh, it came shortly before her physical death. She had that realization, and in that moment, she decided that instead of trying then to heal and repair the body, that she was done. She had accomplished what she wanted to do in this lifetime on this planet, her full realization, and no sense in going back. She had done everything she wanted to do in, in all of her lifetimes, and it was time to simply cross over. It was easy for her because it, she had had so much training in the past lives, but in this lifetime, so much understanding and wisdom. She'd gone through a tremendous amount. And I'm using her as an example here for for you, for the others. But uh, the transition was, was easy for her. Uh, she realized immediately where she was, what she was doing. And it's very different than 
when a typical human transitions, when, when they leave the physical body, I'm going to call them mortals, uh, and not in a condescending way, but they believe that it was the one life, uh, so they are mortal in a way. Uh, now, they'll come to realize later in the other realms that there, there are many, many lives to live. Uh, and even beyond the earth lives, you continue to live, so ultimately there are no mortals, but that's kind of the label they put on themselves. They're, they're mortal. When they cross over, generally uh, there's a lot of fear uh, because it's been instilled in them from an early age, a fear of what happens, a fear of death and going into some darkness, a payment for their sins, uh, the possibility of going to hell. Generally, when they cross over, there is a, a shock that occurs. Uh, they realize now they're dead, but they're surprised because they're still very much alive. Uh, so it's quite a shock. And there's a fear of what's going to happen next. And perhaps there should be, because generally next is when they encounter their families. The families that, family members that have already crossed over, they've been dreaming about them for some time. And now here they are in the near-earth realms with the family members. Uh, there's a rejoicing. There's uh, generally, not always, but there's a rejoicing. There's, there's tears. There's, there's a lot of hugs and, and talking about old memories. But then at that point, generally, the, the mortal who's just died finds themselves alone. It's like suddenly everybody just disappears from the scene, and they're alone. It's a, it's a time of reckoning. It's a time of them having to truly accept the fact that they are dead, but yet they are alive. Their physical body is dead. Their, their brain kind of is dead. I mean, their physical brain is dead, but they're still in a mental state of being. And now's the really important time. What next? They're like in a dark room by themselves with no windows, no apparent door, and wondering, hey, am, am I going to be sent to hell? Is this all there is? Was that initial flash of meeting the family uh, just kind of, a, kind of a dream, because they had been dreaming about their families? Was it a dream, or what's really happening right now? And that's when it varies by, from person to person. It's not necessarily a pleasant experience. There is always assistance for those that go into the other realms. There are always angelic beings who are trained to work with the mortals who are just crossing over. Uh, there are family members uh, to a degree, but uh, it's, it's a time when they feel lost and confused and oftentimes lonely. That's specifically why we did the Dreamwalker death years and years ago. So there's a kind of a common, a familiar energy with them. It's you, the, the Dreamwalker. I can assure them that they're, they're not alone, that uh, they've, they're going through a, a process right now, a, a death and rebirth process, uh, and it's really up to them where they want to go. It's a little different when Chambra crossover. It's a little bit different. Uh, Chambra has had years and years of uh, talking about death and realizing that death is just a, a huge release. And um, there's a, if you were to put this into a piece of music, into a, a lyric or a song, uh, what would that be, dear Linda? 
when they cross over, what would they be singing? She's not sure, so let's play it. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Ah, can you just imagine? I can see clearly now the brain is gone. I, wasn't that the words, the brain is gone? Close. I can feel clearly now the brain is gone. For Kathy and, and many others who cross over, there's such a, a huge relief. There's the, they're suddenly, the, they don't feel like their head is stuffed with cotton balls and newspaper anymore. And you may not realize it right now, but that's, that's kind of what it feels like here on the planet when you go over to the other side. There's this huge release. And, and it's like they take all the gauze and the cotton balls out of your head and you can finally think, but you're really not thinking now. You're back in your intuitive sense. There is a release from the body. And so many chambre, as you know. Uh, by the way, I hope you're okay with playing the role of the audience. Normally I'd be cruising around the audience and you'd be handing out the microphone, but you're playing that role again. You've gotten quite good in it. Thank you. It's my honor, and it's, it's a challenge because I choose to try to do it as properly as possible. There, you, for so many Shamba right now, physical pain, and uh, they're just having a hard time dealing with it. That's why Kathumi's so busy uh, with Shamba uh, every course. night. I mean, there's a, he, he's got a whole wait list of people that he's going around and talking to. Now he's like Santa Claus. He goes very fast and makes his way around the world. But Shambra, uh, what's wrong with my physical body? And suddenly you're, you're, you've crossed over and your brain feels like it's suddenly unplugged, uh, opened up, and, and suddenly your body doesn't have the aches and pains. And it's not like you carry the body with you. I mean, you, but you carry the essence, the memories, and it, it actually feels very real, very, very real. It's kind of, uh, we call it the ghost body because you've just left the planet you still have all the the reactions to what would be physical so you still feel yourself yeah but without figure without the pain now you can feel the life flow okay. uh, going through what is now truly your light body so it's not the physical pain that's going through your biological body and, and uh, there's such a huge relief and it's like they're singing out we'll play that once again there's like they're singing out rejoicing the minute they cross over and it's like this I can feel clearly now the pain is gone, the brain is gone, and there's such a relief. Uh, they're immediately met by myself. Uh, I, that's my, one of my appointed uh, tasks that I love doing, greeting them when they come over. And, and this is, uh, I'm not exaggerating here one bit, but one of the other things that they say right away on coming over and being greeted by myself, oftentimes there's Kathumi or mm -hmm. Tobias mm -hmm. or it's not the old family members. It's a group of angelic beings who mm. we've known them for right. a long time. Right. And one of the immediate reactions that they express is, oh my gosh, this is like you said it was going to be. There's not a big shock like, oh, this is nothing like I, what I thought. Their reaction, Kathy's reaction when she got here, she was dumbfounded. She said, this is exactly what I thought it would be like no longer the pain in my body, no longer the congestion or constipation in my brain. You guys are here. And then, then generally, Shambra will stop for a moment and they'll say, okay, 
is this happening simply because I believed it back when I was oh. on earth? Am I just uh, hallucinating this in, in my death state? And then we all crack up laughing. And, and they say, yeah, but is that laugh something I believed would happen, therefore it is? And we crack up again and again because the answer is yes and yes. The answer is, well, yes, you believed in something that's generally what happens when you cross over, but yes, it is really happening. You're not just making it up. We are really here welcoming you back over to our side. Oftentimes then there's a lot of tears uh, and, uh, from us and, and, them, oh, wow, wow. And, and them. A lot of tears because of the, such a release from, from that somewhat burdensome state uh, of being a human and a lot of crying. Uh, then uh, this is kind of like um, the, the, what is it, the five stages of death or whatever, but this is the five stages of beyond death. Uh, after the tears comes the, the acceptance and then kind of a, a little bit of a remorse and regret. It's like, I always knew this was the way when I was back on earth, but there's so many things that got in the way. I had doubts. Why did you let me doubt? And they looked me straight in the eyes. Why did you let me, why did you let me doubt <coughs> Adamus? And I'm like, hey, I didn't. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you, go with, within. Go within yourself. Find out what's real. And, and a lot of you had done that. But a lot of times there's, oh, if I just hadn't spent so much time worrying and doubting and just gotten on with what I'm going to do. Well, that's about the point also. Uh, now anyways, I sit down with them and we start talking about the whole effects of mass consciousness and the, the coming up of Heaven's Cross. My point here in, in these opening remarks is simply that so many Chambra have, have and are crossing over. There's no shame in it whatsoever. There's no, oh, you should have stayed a little longer. For some of you, it's a huge relief. And, and you say, I couldn't tolerate another day. And that's fine. That's fine. And some will say, after we sit around, chat for a bit, some will say, Adamus, now do I have to go back? Uh, do I have to go back? And it's like, absolutely not. You did what you came to the planet to do for yourself and for the planet. You don't have to go back. You can go back as a non-biological being, non-physical being. You could go back and you could call it spirit energy and be there on Earth. Others probably won't see you. Uh, but yet you'll be able to really enjoy many of the aspects of nature that you never enjoyed before, of art and things like that, but it will be non-physical. They ponder it for a moment and it's like, man, not so much, not right now anyway. Let's move on here with what we're doing in the other realms. Then they want to meet. They want to meet the likes of Sartre and FM and Edith and many of the others who have Sartre crossed over, sorry, yes, I said that, uh, and many of the others who have crossed over. Uh, and, and it's like a big family reunion at that point, mm -hmm. but a good family reunion. They talk, they share stories, they want to know what FM's been up to lately, uh, and it's a grand reunion. That's about the time I leave uh, of other things to do and leave them to, to their true loved ones, uh, Chambra on Earth. The point is, right now, 
with the coming of Heaven's Cross, there's a lot of intensity. Four and a half months to go before that epic event is here. As Linda and Calder told you during their opening remarks, uh, we recently did a, a project called Heaven's Cross, preparing for the opening, where I discuss in detail uh, global hopelessness, and it's at an all-time high, higher than ever in the history, including the time of the fall of Atlantis. Wow. There is a hopelessness that's like a dark cloud over the world right now. I, I say that 85% of humans feel a notable degree of hopelessness one way or the other. And it doesn't mean their total life is hopelessness, but they feel a, a notable degree of it to where it's holding them back, keeping them from things. Heaven's Cross is occurring or is coming up soon, and it was only until a few days ago that was literally we didn't have the exact date. We, we knew the general time frame, and it kept on narrowing in. And it's all contingent on the level of consciousness on the planet, because the level of consciousness determines then the, uh, the flows of energy that are coming in to the individual, mm -hmm. but ultimately to the planet. The level of consciousness has to do with, uh, with Gaia's departure. Uh, the more consciousness there is, the easier it is for her to clear out, for her to ascend, which she literally will do. Uh, so that has an effect, and, and therefore you can all, almost imagine the energy, kind of a vortex, the suction that takes place. Gaia is leaving as consciousness increases. You've got that kind of that, uh, that jet stream, that, uh, that suction behind with her leaving. That creates a, a void to be filled with consciousness, but also there's a lot of conflict in it. Uh, humans are conflicted and they're pointing the finger at whose fault the environment is. I truly wish that some Shambra would step up and do something, a presentation, a movie, uh, or whatever it is, informing and educating the world that this is that what's happening with the environment is not a thing about who messed up where. Uh, it's not about that. It is about Gaia leaving, and that's a sacred event. That's a, a absolutely sacred, blessed event. It means there is enough consciousness, and humans now have the capabilities through consciousness and technology to handle the planet, to take care of this beautiful paradise that, that you're living in. So instead of all the shame and the guilt and the finger-pointing uh, and, and the new rules and the regulations, uh, that somebody would step up and point out to the world, here's really what's happening. Now let's approach it from that point of view rather than this, this destruction and shame uh, type of thing. So we, we have all these things happening on the planet right now. You've got the power vortex uh, in uh, Eastern Europe. You've got uh, energy situations. that We've talked about this ad nauseum. But my point is that now what happens is these all work together right now. They converge to bring this thing called Heaven's Cross. Now, Heaven's Cross, what is that? Up until now, there's been this, you call it the veil oftentimes, a veil separating the heavens. Earth is a heaven. It's a dimension. And that's my definition of heaven. Mm. It's a dimension. If it's a state of being, uh, it's a state of grace, mm. which is sometimes not so graceful. 
So you've got this situation now with that veil is, is starting to open, uh, the cracks in it, so to speak, but not bad cracks, good cracks, uh, openings uh, in this veil that separated human from divine for so very long. The separation wasn't because of anything bad. It wasn't because uh, uh, Adam and Eve and you know, geez, uh, Eve messed up, screwed it up for all of you, ate the apple, nothing like that. It was simply to create a place, uh, a, a kind of a state of reality in which the angelic beings could experience in a very, very different way. And it had to be pretty much sealed off. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. It had to be isolated from the divine. Uh, and you notice uh, not much gets back through the, the other way either, uh, whether it's ghosts or aliens or anything else. It was, it was pretty much sealed up. But now that is beginning to go away slowly, but holes in it or, or tears in the fabric of mass consciousness. Because there is enough real, pure consciousness on the planet brought in by the likes of you, and others who have gone within themselves, not trying to find the answers out there. It has to, all roads have to lead back within. There are no gurus, there are no masters, there's not even ascended uh, masters who are going to do it for you. And so I'm constantly trying to get you to turn the road back within yourself. Everything is here. Now I point here, not like the physical body and certainly not, not Kaldra. You know, per se, but everything is already there. As Heaven's Cross opens, it's a, it's a planetary event, but you're also opening that line of separation between you and your own Divine. Because you're no longer looking out there and going within, it creates that opening for more ease of the Divine coming in, more consciousness, more ease and grace with your own Divinity existing together. We've talked about it for years. We've talked about uh, and we've written books about that, living your divinity and all the rest of these things, and a degree of the divine came in. A degree of your true essence came in, but it was still limited in so many ways. Uh, it, was, it was difficult to have that free flow. Now with Heaven's Cross that means more more accessibility, more ease in just allowing your divinity. But while it's for you, it's also for the entire planet, if they are able to tune into it, if they're able to get it. It means that the ones coming after all of you, they will have a much easier time uh, and they'll wonder, well, what was the big deal about allowing your divinity? I mean, it's so simple. You just allow it and it's there. Well, you didn't have that benefit of the Heaven's Cross uh, opening. You, you had to really work hard to get through the murk and the confusion and the, the layers and the shells of this bubble that in, it really enclosed uh, not only the planet but yourself. So this is a, a real game changer, and, and I talk about it at length in the sessions we pre recently recorded. It's a real game changer on the planet. It's occurring March 22nd, 
we're going to be here with Caldra, Linda, and the crew here in Kona um, doing your webcast, doing a webcast for free, of course, and celebrating, honoring this beginning of the opening of Heaven's Cross. It doesn't all open at once. It's not like taking a floodgate and opening everything. It's like slowly start to open it so, so that it stays in balance, so that it doesn't blow anybody out, so that uh, you can begin to feel into it. And the more you do, the more it opens. It, it really changes the potentials of everything on the planet. Humans will continue to do what they do, go their own way, continue to follow the routines up to a point. But now when, when they say no more, then they'll feel something. They'll feel that there's a difference. They'll feel that maybe they have more choices than ever before. And we really want to watch what happens on the planet, not necessarily on that day, but what happens on the planet in terms of some humans, even a small number, making different choices that make a huge difference in, uh, ultimately in the reality. And that's what's happening right now. Over these next four and a half months, there's a lot of intensity for you as Chambra. It's going to feel more intense than ever before. Wow. But, but yet with more, more, what we call them, small to medium realizations along the way, okay. more breakthroughs for yourself. So okay. there'll be periods of, uh, okay. of a lot of intensity, followed by like, uh, duh, you just get it, to the, that kind of a breakthrough that, that occurs. There is going to be, uh, there's going to be times when your body just aches. Uh, you're, we're now in that period of coming into the Heaven's Cross, and the energies all start to really work over time, and, and your body's going to feel it. I know you and Calder both have experiences with the body aches and pains. And, uh, you know, there's going to be the tendency for you to, well, let me put it this way. We're getting more SOS calls on the other side. That's why I had to bring in Kathumi and a bunch of others. We're getting more SOS calls right now in the other realms because you're wondering that age-old question, what am I doing wrong? Right. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's actually because you're doing it so right, it ends up affecting the body and, and it ends up uh, affecting the mind. It, there's a lot of uh, kind of a friction and a releasing right now and more. But the funny thing is that when I posed it to Chambra before, I said we could go slower, we could take it much <laughs> easier, it's going to take a little longer, we could go slower and it'd be easier, or we can accelerate, we can go faster, but you're going to experience more physical and mental discomfort. Which do you want? I know which we picked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so do I. You, you pick more. Let's just get this over with and done with. You know, let, let's do it fast. It's it's like uh, getting into a cold swimming pool. Do you go in like one inch at a time? You know, one centimeter at a time. Just a little, a little. Uh, some people do. That's their way of getting into a very cold swimming pool. Others dive right in. Well, Chambra are diver inners. Uh, they, they say, let's just get right into this and get it over with. So that's what's happening right now. 
you could go through and list anything that you have right now, uh, strange appetites and, uh, mm. and uh, depression and anxiety. It's not really uh, depression and anxiety. You can go through whatever you're going through right now, understand that it's all part of realization while staying in human form. It's every, every little bit. Nothing is, there's no mistakes. Uh, uh, I know a lot of you lately are fumbling things a lot, and you're wondering what's going on. You're fumbling and you're dropping things and uh, you're spilling things, and then you think, oh, I'm such an idiot. No, no. Everything right now relates to you're staying on the planet as a master and coming to Heaven's Cross. And with the added element now of Heaven's Cross, it, it adds to the overall interesting part of living as a planet, uh, living on the planet as a master. So I want to talk for a moment here a little bit more about what's actually going on uh, within you. I want to address the brain because it ties in more to the alt that we've been talking about. But you've you've got uh, some terms that are used in society, and then I have my own version of them. There's a term uh, if you want to write it on the board. Okay. Neurotypical. 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 Two words. Okay. Uh, neuro. Uh, typical. Neuro. Neuro means nerves in in modern medicine and science generally nerves but if you go to the origins of the words neuro actually okay. means feeling senses uh and so but oftentimes it's used simply in terms of nerves and and ultimately in terms of the workings of the brain and oftentimes the spine but neurotypical what is that well there it's a label used to identify uh, most people uh, say most people are neurotypical, but uh, they're not typical at all. They're, they're, there's nothing typical about somebody who's locked into a body and, and a brain. So it's kind of a misnomer, or you mislabel on there. Neurotypical. What is neurotypical? Does that mean that you function like everybody else? Does that mean that you have the same kind of a lockstep thoughts and ambitions and goals and neurotypical, the same desires. I mean, for, but this is neuro-weird. I mean, <laughs> to be locked in the human condition and not wanting to get out necessarily, wanting to change it, maybe polish it up a little bit. But neurotypical would be wanting to get the hell out uh, of the condition that is not your natural state of being. Uh, so they say it's neuro neurotypical, but Right in parentheses underneath there, neural weird. I mean, it's just weird. In to, parentheses. In parentheses. Neural weird. And again, remember uh, neural having to do with nerves, but ultimately it's really feeling sensations and not just physical, but it also has to do with belief systems and thinking patterns and everything else. That's neural. Now, You've got another label here uh, that's uh, recently been brought up, um, I believe, in the Schomburg magazine. Uh, neurodivergent. Oh. Neurodivergent. Okay. And this is a way of uh, relabeling labels. <laughs> this is a way of. Is this two words? Yes, please. Neurodivergent. Uh, it, it's a it's a term being used right now to relabel labels. Uh, people with things like. Uh, um, 
ADD or Alzheimer's or things like that. They're neurodivergent, and I guess it's it's going along with everything else in society, saying, you know, let's be inclusive, which is good, but they're really not divergent. That's like saying you're neuro weirder than the neuro weird here. It's just putting a different label on it. It's saying, okay, you're different, but we accept that. But do we really? Do we really? You're different, uh, so we're going to label you differently. But my opinion is that neurodivergent here is actually less weird because there's something occurring within the neurological system and, and the brain, of course, that is basically saying that uh, the um, oh, we're having a little discussion about spelling over here. That doesn't matter. Does not matter. I think it's E. Good. I think everybody gets it. You're just a little bit uh, divergent uh, spelling when you're put up here at the board. <laughs> uh, so, you know, my, my my point is neurodivergent. I, I don't really like that label because it's kind of saying you're special in a weird way. Well, what's happening in your divergency is there's something calling out from within you, uh, like uh, like ADD or some of the other. Uh, what you call they used to call them afflictions or diseases they 're not they 're simply your spirit calling out your 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 human slash divine self calling out and saying there's something wrong with neurotypical i got to get out of this. Uh, I am not typical as in accepting being locked in the box. Uh, I am not going to accept that this human um, persona is typical. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something neurally different, uh, and it's going to ultimately help me get out of the box faster. So many of those who have, uh, who have some of these things, these neurodivergencies, they're going to get out of the box a whole lot faster, particularly with Heaven's Cross. They're going to access that a lot faster than somebody who is neuro-boring, typical. Because uh, the typical, they're just trying to make the box a little nicer. The divergents are saying, no, we, we know this ain't right. And it's affecting our brain, which will actually continue to make us want to get out of here faster. So there's the neurotypical, which is really shouldn't be typical, and, and the, the divergent. I have one for Chambra, a, a term that I use for Chambra. Okay. We ready? Sure. Okay. Um, and, and again, I want to go back to talking a little bit about, ask you to feel in for a moment into your neurological system. <clears throat> the neurological system that you have is, Bell is agreeing with what we're doing here, saying, yes, it's so right. I can feel it. I can, I can see what's happening here. She's neurodivergent. That's true. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Chambra, uh, the, the neurology, your system, uh, is, is your nerves, of course, connected by the, a massive communication system that's, that's uh, prevalent in your body. And it's always talking, it's always communicating. Uh, sometimes it miscommunicates, it misfires, but you've got this huge... Uh, network that's occurring there and can easily get messed up. Easily get messed up. Now, 
So, Linda, Calder uh, gave you the word before. Go ahead and write it on the board. Okay. I, I give a, a new definition, not necessarily able, but a new definition for Shambra. That has to do with your what you're going through in your neurology right now, which is basically the communications in your body. Neural tinnitus. Neural tinnitus, made up of the words neuro, nerves. Tuning, or in this case, retuning. You're retuning everything in your body. Itis. Itis. Uh, basically, um, it sounds nice to end it with itis, but uh, itis meaning kind of a, uh, an affliction, something that's happening. So I say Shambra uh, has this neural tinnitus, and it's causing a lot of issues because you're, would you write retuning right under here? Retuning. You are retuning right now. And it's intensifying, particularly with Heaven's Gate. You're retuning mm. your mind in particular. Mm. And I give it another name if you forget uh, this word, uh, neural tinnitus. It's a name I made up. If you forget that, uh, alt brain. Two words, alt brain. Okay. Many of you have been experiencing alt brain lately. It's, you can't remember. Uh, you can't remember shit. Uh, you have the CMS, can't remember shit. <laughs> And then you get upset with yourself and say, I can't even remember. I must be getting old or uh, maybe I smoked too much pot when I was young or too much right now. And what's happening with my system and, and uh, I, I can't remember what day it is and uh, my logic isn't working anymore and none of these things. You just have, you have alt brain. There's nothing wrong with this. You are retuning every part of yourself right now. The biggest thing you can do is understand what's happening, that all the communications to all those nerves in your brain and your body are, are being redone, remodeled. Mm. You're doing it while you're staying in the physical body. Some of the ones who have crossed over recently simply just couldn't handle it anymore. They, they just, it was too much for them to handle, and that's why so many have crossed over lately. Uh, I'm encouraging you that, or letting you know you don't have to do that, but you can do this thing on the fly, staying in the physical body, the neural tinnitus, uh, the, now the, the Shamba replacement for neural divergent, that's occurring. And you're gonna, but you're going to feel it. You're gonna, your brain will become foggier at times. Uh, your, your ability to recall facts and data foggier. You're remembering your own name foggy at times, and it gets that way. And then you panic, and then you, you get anxiety. Oh, what's happening to me? That's time to take a deep breath and remember, alt brain. You got alt brain. You got you got this whole condition that's caused, particularly as we speed up now, like we've we're going at uh, light speed now, warp speed, right towards heaven's cross, and. It's going to intensify alt brain. Uh, there is, there's, but it's kind of funny, and that's why I brought Kadumi in to help you to understand. It's kind of funny. What's going on? All these massive changes, and then the beauty is that you're right in the middle of all these changes and wondering what's wrong with your brain. You forgot to put your pants on. You go to work and, and realize that there, <laughs> that you forgot. It's pretty funny, and. Uh, 
then suddenly out of nowhere a, a wonderful realization. It's one of those aha things. It's like realization that's been sitting there waiting for the last five years, ten years or whatever, and, and a realization about something, about, uh, about the, the way energy works or about, about the way uh, your life has been being guided essentially, uh, even un- unbeknownst to you, guided by your divinity. Uh, realizations can be just about anything, but suddenly that boom, oh. Well, what's happening is that with this uh, whole changeover in the wiring, uh, it seems really cloudy for a while, but then as the it's not a rewiring, uh, but as the new way of, uh, as the brain backs away and now more of the real divine intelligence comes in, uh, then it's like these breakthroughs that are so amazing, so uh, you can say they're so simple, they're so obvious. You wonder why? Why didn't I realize that before? And the realization is a feeling; it's not just a mind thought. It, 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 it you can feel it in every part of your body, and it's such a huge relief. But then, the next day, you might go back to. Back to the uh, our neural tinnitus. Uh, back to the foggy brain and not uh, being able to see things clearly. Don't worry; that that changes. You're just in that whole state of being. There's a couple of things that you can do that actually make it a little easier. I'll give you the typical things: breathing and uh, uh, light exercise, and that. Eating the foods that your body is asking for, not that the brain is telling you should eat. Uh, that's very important right now. The foods that your body is asking to eat. In other words, the diets and everything else, forget about. But there's another one, too, uh, that's uh, a reason why some of you might be experiencing more intense um, emotions and intense pain in your body. If you're doing something in your life right now that's not really your passion, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, uh, no matter what it is, if you're doing something that's not your passion, in other words, you really don't want to be doing it, but you feel trapped that you need to continue doing it, that's going to cause a lot of extra stress. That's going to cause more of of, of our neurotinnitus symptoms. It's best right now, if you're not happy with these situations, make a change. Don't just think about it. Don't just talk about it. It's either that or in the next four and a half months, it could be very, very challenging for you because you're doing something that's really not you. That's not your real heart's choice. It's not your passion. You're doing it because you need a job or you're afraid to leave the relationship or whatever. It's just going to make your neural tinnitus worse because your body, your nerves, your brain are all trying to retune right now. Neural tuneitis. They're all trying to retune. It's and it's not just your light body. It's your the it's the whole brain backing down, moving aside at this time of coming to heaven's cross that it's so important right now to be in your passion, to get rid of the stuff that doesn't really belong to you, to 
and you say, well, but I don't know what my passion is. Stop saying that. You do know what it is. And it might be something totally different than what you're doing right now. But pursue it. At least take steps towards it. It doesn't mean you have to leave your boring, you know, mid-manager level job right now, but take steps towards doing something, being the artist that, that you've wanted to be, or uh, a street clown, or opening a restaurant. T- start taking those steps. And the degree of challenges that you have with uh, the Chambra neural tinnitus or Alprane will drastically go down. You're going to feel much happier. Same with relationships. And if you say, well, I, I just, you know, I can't leave because of fill in the blank, then just find more time to yourself. Take off for a couple of weeks. Tell the people around you that you need this break, that you just got to get away. Uh, and, and take that time for yourself right now. It's so important because it's all intensifying right now, coming up to Heaven's Cross. Once that opening occurs, there will be, for so many Chambra, there will be almost like a flood of energies, divinity coming in. And uh, while you jump up and down and say, well, that's, isn't, that's great, but if you're kind of in that out-of-balance place and uh, you're, you're doing things that you know just aren't right for you, it'll really hit you. Uh, it eventually serve you very well, but it could hit you hard at first. So right now, be aware, first of all, that all this is taking place. All this is going on within you. I've labeled it uh, right up here with the typical human labels of neurotypical, neurodivergent. I've labeled it neural tinnitus or alt-brain, alt-brain. So there's going to be a lot happening in these next few months. I'll I've done this recent, uh, what they call a cloud class, recent thing called uh, opening, opening to Heaven's Cross, opening to the probabilities, opening to the potentials that are coming in, open, preparing for the opening that's coming about. I'll do a few more in between, particularly getting you through this whole neural tinnitus thing. It, it's the nerves and the way that Everything is communicated with them from the brain that's taking place, particularly in the brain right now, and particularly as the brain steps aside. Let's take a good deep breath with that. That's the most common question asked these days, so what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling that way? I'm a master on the planet. Why am I feeling the aches and the pains? Why, why am I fumbling stuff all the time, dropping things, or even falling down myself? Why? Why can't I just keep things organized the way I, I used to? Why, why doesn't it make sense? And then you, you're so hard on yourself. Just remember, alt-brain. You're rewiring. You're redoing yourself uh, in such an intense way right now. Remember it was you when I said we could do this nice and slow or go really fast. You say, let's just get it over with. So take a good deep breath with that. It's actually an amazing time to be here. Amazing time if, if you can deal with it, with all the, the weird things going on on the earth, but also within yourself. It's truly an amazing time to be on this planet and to be right in the midst of all this happening right now. 
So with that, I'd like to do uh, a marab. Bring it all together with a, a, the beauty of a marab. If we get some music to go with it. Kuthumi has been uh, coming around a lot lately. And it's been a joy working with him. We, we joke all the time at the Ascended Masters Club. We, we had a competition the other day at one of the workshops here in Kona. Who could make the Shambhar laugh the most? Well, I started first and, oh, I had him. I had him rolling in the aisles. And I did it simply by entertaining, by just being myself. I had them laughing and rolling in the aisles. And Kuthumi came in for the next session. I thought, oh, that's going to be a hard act to follow. But he told foul jokes. He told just dirty jokes. And had him laughing more than me. I, I didn't use jokes. I didn't, I didn't try to pull that old trick out of the hat. But he used literal jokes. And he won. And he won. I don't know what it is about him, but. He just has a way of making people laugh and feel good. He told a beautiful story during one of the workshops, a very beautiful story. You know, he, he talks about his walking journeys after his realization, and sometimes I think, boy, that's another boring story about you walking. I mean, how exciting could it be? But he always manages to say something pretty, pretty profound. He talked in his about walking and walking, and and then his conversations with Akira. And he goes back and forth. The two, you know, they're they're like a couple that's been together too long. You know, they bicker back and forth, and then they make love. And they bicker back and forth, and they make love. And oh, Kazumi gets so irritated with Akira. But then, typical, he realizes how right. Akira was. The important thing he told in his story that I wanted to do in this Marab was to talk about the fact that even as a master on the planet, even as a realized being, you still learn. This was the essence of, of his story, but I wanted to bring it to Shambra today. There's kind of a misperception, uh, pr probably part of uh, a neural tinnitus brain that uh, is a perception that you know, as a master that you don't learn anything more. You know everything. That's not so true at all. You learn differently. You learn about different things. But you continue to learn and experience. Now, most people, when they learn, they think of life's learning, life's lessons, it's about correcting something they were doing wrong. They think learning is filling a void, filling a gap, uh, that you had to learn something. Uh, most people go through their lessons in life, they go through the challenges, and then they learn uh, through the lessons. and. They come out maybe a little bit wiser, a little bit smarter. But generally, it's a, it's a correction, a corrective type of action. 
you know, the master keeps learning. But not, not to fill the void, not to correct an action, not to overcome like a, a pattern or a thought that was incorrect and now coming to the correct. So learning for a master, for a realized being is really opening up to more truths that are that are in life. For example, as a master, you continue to learn, but you learn more now about just the beauty of nature. It's not a lesson. It's not because you've been wrong. You just now unfold them more of its beauty. You learn and you can feel more now of the energy patterns in nature, of uh, the animal kingdoms, the plant kingdoms. You have a greater, deeper appreciation. It's a whole different type of learning. It's an unfolding, really. It's like a graduate school for masters on the planet. You, you learn more about human nature, and not as a corrective action, not because you've had the wrong concepts, but and not because you've never didn't know. But now you learn. Now with the understandings of energy and well, the whole reasons why you're here in the first place, you begin learning so many more beautiful things about human nature. And you have the realizations how really amazing people are. They can be annoying and difficult, challenging, but you're learning at a whole different level now because you're you're bringing it to wisdom, not not just to fill a void where you may not have known something, but the learning now is constantly bringing it to wisdom, and then that wisdom comes back. It comes back to you even as you're walking on the planet as a master, giving you the appreciation of what the soul beings are really going through, and why they do what they do, and why even when things seem hopeless that they ultimately will come through it. The true master never stops learning. Even an ascended master never stops learning. There's always new depths and new levels. There's a misperception that once you become a master, you know everything. There's nothing more to learn. Uh, it's really not true at all. It's, you're just beginning now to learn, because you understand the, the palette of colors that you have in your energy pattern of life. You're beginning to understand how when you mix them together, they create total new colors that you might have never seen before. You realize how your own flow of energy uh, is working, not against you as maybe a human would have thought, but actually with you. You're learning now, at a very high level, what, what consciousness is and how it affects everything around you. And you're experiencing it at the same time. I know sometimes you wonder, well, 
I thought I was realized. I thought I would know everything. No, no, no. You're now just learning differently. You're learning in joy rather than sorrow or suffering. You're learning now with an understanding of energy and consciousness, not just mental activity. You're learning about the depths of yourself, your own soul, that even your soul didn't know. It just didn't know because you hadn't gone there yet. You're learning about the beauty of the I Am, not just as an idea, a mental concept, but as a living thing. You're learning about being timeless in a timeless reality. You're learning about the, the true beauty of everything you've ever done. Humans often look into the past and they think about what they've done wrong, or New Age types look into their past lives and all the bad things they've done. But you learn now that none of those things really actually happened. It's only a distortion of the story created by individuals, by mass consciousness in general, that make these things so. And you learn now that it wasn't that way at all. You learn that life in biology is so precious, so valuable, it's nothing like it, nothing at all to be compared with being able to live on the planet as a human, but now especially as a master. You know, so often you wonder, why, why am I still learning things? Because now you can learn with the true eyes open, not just your human eyes, but your wisdom. You can learn about the sacredness of this whole planet of all your lifetimes. In other words, everything starts opening within you now. That's maybe you call it discovery. You start living in a totally different way. Not not in the way of just trying to get through the day, the struggles and the challenges. You learn that this whole thing now that I've labeled uh, neural tinnitus is just a process that you're going through right now with the intensity of your own journey, Heaven's Cross, and wanting to do this full on. You're learning that it's actually a thing of beauty. So indeed, even as a master, you continue learning. Not in the old way, though, in a very new, in a very beautiful, in a very graceful way. Take a moment to feel that. Feeling what learning has been in the past, whether it's in school or life lessons. And now, what learning as a master, how that's different. 
how it's so much more fulfilling, exciting. Not lessons anymore. It's not about what you did wrong now. It's about what more can become. We're going to be learning a lot together, particularly the next four and a half months. You'll be learning a lot more about yourself. You're going to have those tough days with uh, neurotunitis. I can't wait for Dr. Doug to get hold of that one and <laughs> give it his humor, thoughts, and opinions. But we're going to be learning a lot together. And there's, there's going to be some days where it's very intense, but then suddenly it all kind of opens up. You just get that knowingness. You say, let's do it again. <laughs> let's go back into intensity. Let's learn again as masters. So take this moment, take a good deep breath in this moment and allow yourself to learn now as a master. One of the most important things that Tobias got you to Schomburg to understand was you're not crazy. Not at all. No, you're not crazy here. You're going through a tremendous amount right now, but you're not neurotypical either. Thank goodness for that. That'd be pretty sad. I, I wouldn't even be here if you were neurotypical. You're not neurodivergent uh, as uh, the labels go these days. No, you've just got the, this whole thing we put on the board, the neurotunitis, alt brain. Might make it hard to figure out how to spell, <laughs> add numbers drive a car. Some of you have seen your so uh, <laughs> handicapped now, even running the remote controls for your television. You used to know how to do that. You can't even figure that out. That's just that. We're going through this intensity and then suddenly, one day, boom, just all there. It's like everything seems to catch up and then you go back into this. It'll be that way for next good for five months in particular. That's why Kathumi's here working with you. I'm here. Remind you, no, you're not crazy. You just picked a hell of a journey to go on. So with that, dear friends, delight to be here with you for this shout, for this reminding you of Alt. While on one hand, you might be experiencing uh, mental haziness, fogginess. You might be experiencing some physical clumsiness. There's always the alt, and what that alt is right now is the whole new rewiring of who you are as you stay here as a learning master on the planet and remembering all the time that all is well in all of creation. With that, I bid you to be well. I am Adamus of Sovereign Domain.
And with that, please take the good deep breath. Breathe it in. Feel into you. Feel this message from Adamus. So much about our lives. So much about what we've chosen to do as masters realized. Breathe it in. Flow with it. Just let yourself be with it. Take the good deep breath. Feel the energy, it's all just yours. Breathe it in, realizing the master that you are, all that you are. Thank you for being a part of this alt shout. And we'll be back next month. Thank you for all that you are.